0: Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Saturday night. So, you know, that's the wrestling episode. KG joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the icon, the Don.
1: Need a couple more adjectives in there, but that'll work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You ready to get this started, brother?
1: I'm ready, man. There's enough post-session to to bring you back into focus for what's coming next.
0: All right. Let's jump right into it. All right. Uh, You want to start with Raw?
1: Yeah, might as well. I mean, you know, let's talk about uh, my boo's birthday and all uh, the fun that was had uh, during her birthday. You know, she started off uh, the segment. But before we even get into that, let's talk to the real shining star of Raw. And that was the, the new intro. For the uh, Then Now Forever um, video segment that comes on. And did you notice a couple people, or more so one person, that hasn't been in that intro video in a while?
0: Uh, I might have missed
1: that. At least I saw three times after I watched it back again, the Immortal Hulk Hogan was back in there. He actually started it off um so if you go back and watch it or you wait and see on uh, monday night uh you will see hulk hogan back into the fold even tweeted about it uh so i think he was as surprised as everybody else was so that's another hint hint wink wink that um he may be coming back into the fold along with two other nwo whites for life um back into the wwe at some point so that you know was a huge moment right there just to see uh that character being put back into the mix. Um, And then, you know, we opened up with uh, Stephanie and, um, you know, Sean and talking about it's her birthday and that fun stuff and putting the screws and and the pinch on Baron Corbin. Uh, And then we go into, uh, might as well just call it gang warfare uh, with uh, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, all coming out and confronting the shield but then things turned a little interesting, which I, I actually applaud. I uh, know I'm not really supposed to say this, but the writers um, for how they they put this together, with uh, Dolph Ziggler petitioning to Dean Ambrose, because I was wondering why Dean didn't have a mic. I was wondering why Dean just looked a little off, and you know the way they set up that segment, and you could tell me what your thoughts are about that with um, uh, Dolph petitioning to. Dean, about, hey, maybe you're the oddball out. You're not the one with any type of championship opportunity unless one of the other two decide to go for a tag belt. Otherwise, guess what, Dean? There are no belts unless you want to put a dress on and go for the women's championship. uh, Or you could pull a uh, James Ellsworth and do an intergender championship. But other than that, there's nothing else for Dean to do. And, you know, that's the point and the, and the the string that Dolph was pulling on is what is your purpose? What are you doing? Why why are you hanging around? You are doing better by yourself on SmackDown than you are being a part of the Shield, helping out Seth, helping out Roman, and you've got nothing to show for it title-wise. What do you think about uh, that uh, opening segment?
0: I-, I called that old school divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. If you can't beat him straight up, start start finding chinks in the armor and picking at it. Right. That's what that was. And I, I felt that that was a smart move by Dolph, number one. And then to come to him backstage later on and say something mm-hmm. else to him, I, I felt that that was very, very smart. I'm just – but I, the more I sat – and I, I watched Raw twice. I watched it Wednesday and I watched it again uh, this okay. morning. And the look on Dean's face is like it's hitting home. And I also noticed that you know what you always talk about about Roman's mic skills and Braun Strowman's mic skills. I'm (laughs) believe that. Uh, I was like, you know, it could be a little bit more polished, but I mean, they're still good. I I, I still love them. But I think that might be maybe that that might be what they need to beat the Shield.
1: Possibly. Possibly. I wouldn't still put it outside of the scope of a possibility that uh, that could happen. I wouldn't want it to happen because I think the Shield is doing a, a good job of the, of being interjected in certain scenarios, and then they pull out, and then you got the Hounds again, and they pull back out. So to have it be a turn, and then you pull away from the Shield, that doesn't have the biggest payoff. And I don't think by... Dean turning, it would have the biggest payoff, like when Seth turned. You know, you had uh, a, a large run, a large stretch until he got injured, of you know opportunity and storyline that you could build from. Whereas Dean turning it's like, yeah, you're not really gonna get too much out of that uh, at this moment. But you know, if we were closer to the Royal Rumble closer to WrestleMania, closer to the brand extension, uh, re-lottering and all that stuff, then, yeah, I could kind of see it working. But, yeah, at the end of the show, it, it kind of made up for it. In a way, it was all played up to, you know, Believe in the Shield and the Brotherhood, you know, sticking strong. That was a pretty good thing. But speaking of sticking strong, one uh, superstar that really jumped out at me was Alicia Fox. And I know it sounds crazy, but to me, she is like the female version at this moment that she keeps doing what she's doing of uh Jimmy Hart. I mean, she's over there wrestling in her own match, then turn right around, and she's also the unofficial manager of Jinder Mahal, or maybe the official manager. Then she's also out there with <clears throat> Alexa Bliss. Um it's like, what is going on? It's the most we've seen Alicia Fox, and she's really, I guess, kind of honed that I'm the captain from last year's uh, Survivor Series type of persona. And, you know, she's got her gear that's matching. She cut her hair, which, thank God, because, I mean, there's just so much going on. You really couldn't see the face or the facial expressions. And it kind of had its own matches, (laughs) more so fighting her than it was her fighting somewhere else or for somebody else. So I was really happy to see Alicia Fox. Even though that Finn Balor, Jinder Mahal match, you know, it could have been something better. Or it could have been something purposeful, even though Jinder looked really good in that match uh, yeah, physically, as well Indeed. as his, his work, man. He, I don't know what he's been doing, but he needs to keep doing that because Jinder looked really, really good. Um, and I was shocked to see Bayley interfere, too.
0: It's funny you say that about Jinder Mahal because I wanted to say something to you, and I, I was shocked. Now, I've watched Jinder Mahal wrestle for quite some time when he was wwe mm-hmm. champion everything but i never noticed until he stood next to finn balor jinder Mahal is a tall he is. dude he is like when it rains i bet he know when it rains
1: first but notice how good he moved you know he was like if you took braun Strowman's size and took about 180 pounds off of braun you'd have jinder and that's how well he was moving in the ring. His braun moves really good too They just won't let him, you know, he's not doing enough spots to really show that. But, I mean, Jinder, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of exactly how well he he performed on Monday. I mean, I I would hope that in the back, you know, the Vince and and Shane and, and Stephanie and everybody took note and said, hey, he really told a great story and he made Finn look good as well. And then the playoff with, Bailey interfering and Alicia Fox being out there and the Singh brother having you know some miscommunication issues all played up and then you turn right around into the Shanti at the end you know just like out of nowhere like really that's that's where you end it you don't beat them down you don't kick them out the group you just calm and relax and I thought that was a great 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 story ending and it, it could go into something else next week, which um I was happy to see. But then we kind of had a, a whatever match, you know, with Natty and the Bellas against the Riot Squad and you know, of sorts. And it was like, uh, it's just one of those segments that wasn't really was a building towards. What's the purpose of it, I guess? You know, because Ruby Riot versus um, Ronda Rousey is, is, you know, one direction. But the rest of the Riot Squad is kind of like just out there so trying to figure out what what they were trying to drive that towards it didn't really make sense outside of ruby Ride's color change hair which is scary to me as well as interesting that they did that or she did that because i really liked the persona with the black hair and the the emo-esque type you know i don't i don't want her carmella look good by the way uh so carmella changing her hair color into something else it works But Ruby Riot, and then, you know, she was kind of covering over the shave side. Like, uh, I hope the machine isn't trying to change her into something that she's not when she was more comfortable and free-flowing is what she was, especially in NXT. But to me, it was, you know, a segment that was just there to fill three hours. (laughs) (laughs) You know.
0: But you know what? I I noticed that the Bella Twins have been, I'll say the last two weeks three weeks they've been a part of a few botches in the ring yeah and uh that that those knees to the face i said oh no she hit her for (laughs) real i mean she caught her square in the nose i mean she was supposed to catch on the side of the head she caught her square in the nose and you could see her she went down and she picked her up and you could tell she was whispering something to her but it was all the damage was done i mean they And the ride squad won that with one member being taken back to the locker room for medical attention. I was about to
1: talk about that, um, Liv Morgan. But believe it or not, though, even though we had the botches in there, you can start to see the the gears turning in a smooth way for the Bellas. Remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that they didn't look as good as they used to, so why should they get the dressing rooms and everything? But now you can start to see the Bellas of old, I guess, for lack of a better term, starting to come back, and you can see – how free flowing Nikki is in the ring, and then Bree has hers. All
0: right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Had a little drop out there, a little technical difficulty. Let's go ahead and finish this pillar to post. Now, you were saying about uh, the Bellas and um, them being back to their old style.
1: Yeah, they look really good. Uh, it looked like the wheels were turning once again, and they were free flowing and they respect their style. Nikki, more attuned to uh, the John Cena style and uh, Brie closer to that, that Daniel Bryan-esque type of matchmaking that she does. So they look really good, even though they did have that little bot segment like you talked about. But that was, you know, just, uh, in my opinion, it was a fairly good match considering uh, the way it was put together. So I liked it. And that, that's a good sign.
0: That triple suplex. Uh, I loved it. I uh, loved it good spot right there. I I said I haven't seen something like that in quite some time, but it it was well worth the watch. But what what killed me about that match is that Natty gets in there and she winds up just losing. And I'm like, what are they doing to her?
1: Yep, I told you. You know, what a difference a year makes. And I think, well, we'll get into SmackDown shortly, but uh, I think um, she's going back into that, that rut. She needs to change her character. It was a dramatic change when she went from the general Told divas coming on, and she got more into the, the lace outfits and the transition into a little bit of see-through here and there. But I think she needs to evolve her character one more time into either a really big heel, or she needs to be uh, a better talking face. And that's the only way she can go or she needs to manage, to which I would put her with the Office of Pain and get short Drake Maverick, who looks like um, a <laughs> dad going a hobbit, walking with those guys. <laughs> you know, if she was back with, you know, a, a tag team, then, you know, that would remove her from it. And then, you know, she'd be able to reinvent herself another way. But, yeah, I, I would love to see Natty more because she's arguably one of the best pure wrestlers out of the entire WWE divas locker room. But she just kind of stuck in that character rut at the moment. But uh, moving forward on Roz, a couple other, you know, major segments. They had the, uh, the Connors Cure segment, which was great. Shout out to Hyundai for that. And then uh, we went back into, you know, like you talked about Dolphin Dean, uh once again, I, I'm tired, truthfully, of seeing this particular matchup. It's like it just if it's building towards the Sheamus and Cesaro match after match into you know the the rubber match of the year, and they, they're building into a great tag team moment or something like that. I got it, but just seeing a different variation of Rude and Gable versus the Ascension, or one member of the Ascension versus Rude and Gable, whatever is going on. I mean, this is what three weeks now that, you know, they've done, even though Connor got the win, but at the same time, what, where, where are we going with the storyline? What is the goal? Because neither one of these two going back and forth together is leading them to the tag titles. So just having a feud, just to have a feud, doesn't make sense when I would rather see Root and Gable moving forward or the Ascension moving forward. Um, you know, and some triple threat matches they could do with uh, the officer pain or or the revival or something like that, just trying to build it into where it's supposed to go. But I don't know. They're both all of them are great athletes. It's just I just want to see it have a, a resolution of purpose. And speaking of resolutions of purpose, Triple H is getting closer and closer, as we talked about before, going from corporate H into the King of Kings H. So his promo at the end of uh you know that that before that commercial break when he was getting into the limo and he stopped Steph and said, I got this. And then he he went into it and talking about it, he sold the soul a long time ago. And you know, I'm like, Okay, I I can start to see it happening. I can start to see it happening, but we've only got Monday coming up as a go home show. So I would expect to see him come out and cut a promo. I would expect Sean to cut out a promo. I would expect Taker to be there to cut a promo. And it could all happen at the same time, so that way they can book as many buys, considering that, like, you know, Eastern Standard Time, that's 5 a.m., that I'll have to be up next Saturday to watch it live and go down, because I don't want to watch it um, and get notifications. I want to actually see what happens. So they have to get people to get that buy rate in within that first 24-hour period. So it needs to be an all-day buy rate or, or, or viewer rate as it happens on the WWE Network, and the only way to make that happen is to have the the go home promo situation of all promos, with the exception of, or the removal of a contract signing type of gimmick. Uh, but what do you think about that? I, I like what Triple H did.
0: Uh, I I actually witnessed the change from corporate Triple H to the King of Kings. You you could see it. With that, and when he stood there, he went from being even killed and very corporate to that growl, grovelly voice, and it it changed so quick it makes you sit back and say, Damn, where this guy been? I mean, (laughs) but I I love the change up, and then the, the, the simple fact where he said, I sold my soul a long time ago, I lost it right there. I said, Jeez, that might be my new my new dagon slogan for the rest of the month.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that was a you know a good a good moment. I mean it kind of went down and then went back up for the rest of the show. I mean you had the uh, Elias segment the KO show was, was <laughs> funny. You know I, I like KO and stuff like that. Uh Elias is Elias. Leo Rush, He's he's almost there and I know they're thrusting him a little bit more. Some uh moments You could see the the good talker and a good hype man. Some moments you could see he's just not really, in my opinion, feeling the script. So it's it's not as as natural. Uh, But, you know, every time Lashley hits him and almost knocks him over, you know, that makes up for it. But, (laughs) you know, that was just something. Nia Jax, your girl, versus uh, Alicia Fox, we knew what that was. That was just going to be a general squash match. Exactly. But shout out to Nia for looking really good. Shout out to Alicia Fox for being a, the marathon woman, which yeah, she has done a long, 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 long time since, you know, the SmackDown days of old when she was the champion or the Raw days of old when she was just involved, just going crazy all over the place. So it was good to see her having a purpose again. And then we got to the end of Raw, which was uh, the Shield versus Baron uh, AOP and Frodo Baggins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i swear man every time
1: i see drake maverick which i just want to call him rockstar spud i'm just gonna call him rockstar spud walking down you know and he's looking and i'm like uh we went from the man paul ellering to rockstar spud and that's gonna get the uh, aop over no they need a good manager and somebody that can talk please, Heyman, jump in there and take these two to, to the top. You know, I know Heyman is a spectacle just as much as Brock is, but it's time for him to create a stable in his twilight years, so to speak, and, you know, really take the Paul Heyman guys and gals and just create that faction. That would just be something that would really be different for, you know, almost a throwback to um, Bobby Heenan when he did it. And he just had a lot of just strong top talent back in the day, and he was then on the show. Remember when he was on uh, WWE programming at least four times, walking somebody to the ring, like in the company by Bobby. To be like God, thank Bobby. He just be in the match. You were there the whole entire hour, but, but that's just me. But go ahead, what you going to say? I'm sorry.
0: It's wild you said that because as soon as you said, uh, you know, Paul Heyman built himself a stable. The first thing I thought about. Was Bobby the Brain Heenan with the Heenan family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and as it, when it's the last? or you know Jimmy Hart had a nice little stable too. Yeah, but, but when,
1: he wasn't as strong. No, I mean these were no. all champions that he had or champion quality. It didn't matter who you put in any position. Bobby Heenan could walk out there, that person could win a belt that night, and then bam, you're good. It was it was just incredible.
0: Uh, I think. And, you know, we did the countdown before. Still one of the greatest managers ever.
1: The greatest manager ever. Is I, what will, I remember that was my number one. I will uh, give the you brain. that. The that There will never be, in my opinion, anybody going forward that will be better than Bobby the Brain Heenan.
0: Now, before I was really interrupted by another technical difficulty, my question to you. Was do you think that uh, Paul Heyman could take the top spot from Bobby the Brain Heenan as top manager of all time?
1: If he had a stable, yes.
0: Hmm.
1: That that would be the and I and I, given credit where credit is due for ECW, which is something that Bobby never did in reference to starting his own company and stuff like that. But if we're just talking manager wise. Heyman has had some great clients. Uh, Bobby had the stable, and they were just pure top talent. Period. And that's the difference. If Brock aside, like I said we get and and I know people may think, well, what about the Dangerous Alliance? I mean, yeah, but if you take who how they were, even a Steve Austin of old, uh, it's stunning Steve and all that stuff versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's two totally different characters. So, you know, separating that aside, Bobby had the better stable. So if, if Heyman could change that over, if if they ever allow that to happen again, then that I think that's what would happen. But we'll see. That could be something down the road from a, a Triple H and control standpoint or what have you. Or even I would let it happen in NXT. Instead of doing a main roster, have uh, Heyman go to NXT and create a stable. Why not? Hmm. NXT is a viable uh, option uh, and competitor, in my opinion, to the major two brands. So why not?
0: Speaking of NXT, I don't mean to jump off subject. I, I, I sent you a video, and I, I was hoping that you watched it. I, can't, I don't even know who the young lady's name is. But once she makes it to the raw, the raw roster, if she wrestles like that, oh, my God.
1: That's why i love this time of year man the may young classic is you know ridiculously amazing these these women that are going through that as well as what they have currently in nxt that's why i said they're building if this pay-per-view goes well they are building towards an all-woman show just to throw it out there why not just the controversy will create a little bit of no cash in my opinion, and this is the, the major push as to why Vince is given the green light for all this, you got to think, what is really changing in the WWE back office that is causing the strong strive for women to become the viable component and recognized component that they should be? Is it because of Stephanie? Partly. Is it because of Triple H? Partly. Is it because of them collaborating together and pitching Vince? Absolutely not. Is it because I don't know? They created all girls. Absolutely. the The amount of pressure that that is pushed upward, in my opinion, to vkm Vincent Kennedy McMahon as a granddad of girls
0: right, so maybe it was something you
1: say. yeah it could have been could have been it could be the powers that be or the authority trying to stop me but yeah the, the fact that Vince is a granddad to uh, one side of daughters it's, it's a crazy demographic and Shane had all sons but those girls are putting so much of a new age common sense push and questioning in my opinion no not considering that i'm you know the father of three girls and seeing how intelligent and and headstrong they are and it's like dad granddad why are they doing this and we're not doing this that type of thing in my opinion that is the true spark of the women's revolution and evolution so taking that and that drive and this pay-per-view actually going well that is going to be the catalyst for the all-woman show And there's no reason why they can't do it because it doesn't need to go to network. Just have it on the WWE network and let that be another hour recorded after Raw, which puts Raw two hours taped. Oh, correction, I'm sorry. I know it's live, but you know what I mean. I had an old school flashback. Two hours live. And then you would go to the women's show. And then on SmackDown, you have the two hours live. And then you go into 205 Live. And that's how that would balance out. I think that's where it's going so that way you can stretch it out and give the women more than just one belt to chase after and everybody else is just mucking around and different storylines that you know could end in a month and a half or or two weeks or tomorrow giving them a tag title giving them a version of an ic title that they all could compete for and then you can see the the two champs going and being on the show or they'll take turns having SmackDown's Women's Champion and Raw's Women's Champion going back and forth on the show. So that way, the the main event will always be different as it leads into the co-branded pay-per-views and and traveling and all that stuff. So there's a a lot that, that could happen. But that's my opinion. We'll go to SmackDown in a second so we can get to the other segments. But that's the reason why I think this is really happening, which is still great. Don't get me wrong. As long as it's happening, it's very important for all the girls to see that they are equal to the men in reference to ability. And in some cases, they have better matches. But, yeah, yeah you yeah. won't go there because you don't want to spark any egos in the locker room <laughs> or cause some issues in the locker rooms. But, yeah. So that, that's just me. That, that's just uh, a random thought. that I just wanted to put that out there and break kayfabe and go behind the Iron Curtain, so to speak. So speaking of uh, going behind the Iron Curtain, we got the Almighty Rock Show SmackDown which uh, started with, I'm just going to go ahead and jump a segment into uh, the top rope, one of my two markout moments, which was Truth TV. And it it was just, first of all, the fact that it was happening. Second of all, that Daniel Bryan was was playing into it so well. But most important, well, well, third of all, Carmella looked hot. Fourth of all, the freaking dance break. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why is she being able to break and interrupt Daniel Bryan's re- response? And then when it was dance break, I'm like, never mind, interrupt, please, interrupt. That was just amazing. Tell me what you thought about that. I know you were dying inside and outside laughing, man.
0: Uh, it's always fun. Uh, but dying, that's an understatement. I was deceased and buried and already decomposing.
1: Awesome segment. Even when the Miz came out and he did his his business, um, and <laughs> somebody needs to go ahead and uh, I need to copyright that some business before he comes up with it or hears that uh, ah. it was it was insane. Uh, so he just added fuel to the fire. and It was just perfect, man. It, and our truth is just uh, an amazing asset. And if they do more of Truth TV, I would like to see that on Raw, on SmackDown, or a pay per view moment. Put them on a, the 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 pre-show, whatever, I, I think we need to see more of truth, uh, period. But I like what's going on. And I no longer think that Carmella is paired with truth just to find something to happen. I think they put those two together, or even if that was the case, they have found magic. And if, if they can continue to shake that bottle up, they, they can really go somewhere with this mixed tagness outside the mix-max challenge. You know, it, it could really be something. And I, I'm excited for that.
0: And, you know, I wanted to ask you that. Have you been keeping up with the Mixed Match Challenge?
1: Not yet. Uh, this is the first time. Last time I watched it live, but this time I want to watch the matches in succession. So That's what I'm going to do this uh, upcoming week is uh, watch the Mixed Match Challenge as it happens, uh, a couple matches together. So that way I can kind of see where their flow is. And then next week I was going to report out to see if I have kind of guessed the winner. Mm. And and see if I'm right. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I was right last time. So we'll, we'll see if I could be right
0: two times in a row. Well, knowing you, I mean, it, you're normally right. So I I I got faith in you. I got <laughs> I faith.
1: I in. appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm gonna try. But what you think about your girl, B. Lynch beating Charlotte down on a photo shoot? Didn't even give her an opportunity to finish and say cut. She just walked up in there, beat the crap out of her, and just stood on her her broken, disheveled body and said, take my picture now as gangster.
0: Y- yeah, and she's coming in. Well, I mean, she already had came into her own, but she is really, <laughs> really, really, really coming in her own, and she's showing that she's going to be a fighting champion.
1: Now, I'm going to hit and- you with something, and you better hold on to this. Before you finish your statement, i have to interrupt you. But she looks and is acting and is working like a female C.M. punk. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Think about it. Mm. Think about it. When she walked up to Lana and <laughs> just said, I'm the champ. I'm going to beat your body down. <laughs> Don't say anything. I'm out. Like, what? Oh, my god. Peck. Oh, my god. All she got to
0: do is say this
1: to the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I, I never thought about it like that. Never thought about it like that. Heck, yeah. She is
1: rocking it. If They don't, they need to chant Becky Lynch, CM Punk, all at the same time. AJ Lee will be like, wait a minute. Is this a threesome about to happen? What in the world is going on right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Glenn, you need to tell me something, man. <laughs> you said you was at training camp. You ain't say you just became a woman. What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pumped about it, that. Though. You know what? You, you didn't get me excited about it because I did not see that. Wow.
1: If she keeps doing what she's doing, just like CM Punk. Sky's the limit for her. But the payoff at the end is going to be Charlotte getting the belt back. It's going to be inevitable. But they could take this and do an old school, long three, four, five, six-month run before that happens. Well, yeah. true really looking forward to if they can stretch that out. And I'm talking, you know, going into WrestleMania type of winning situation where Charlotte regains the championship and then it takes nothing away from Becky Lynch. And that, if they could do it that way, I think that would be a great plan that if Charlotte wins is not overshadowing the fact that Becky has beat her clean, Becky has cheated and beat her. Becky has gotten a pinfall on her in a tag match. Becky has interfered and cost her the match. I mean, there's so many different ways you can go leading up to that, to where Becky looks like Kevin Owens did when he was just beating people clean and then still talking trash. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't say anything. It's like, he freaking won the match. There was no interference. There was nobody else there. He just won. And I, I think that can happen with Becky. So the 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 what we'll just call the magic wand is spinning around her Right now, and I think they are seeing something they never saw before out of her, and they really want to nurture that. So we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Then we had the, the bar, uh, well, at least Seamus representing the bar, so that way they can get their nice little uh, Twitter photo out there and Instagram photo with them in a the ring versus the New Day and Big E. Uh, good job um, promo wise for both sides of the street and, and playing up on each other and playing off of each other when it came down to cutting each other down gimmick wise and stuff like that. Sheamus won a match, but even more so and more impressive shout out to my man, Kofi Kingston for at this moment being well over 954 days as a tag champion cumulatively. And that puts him at number one of all time in the WWE for holding a tag title, which is incredibly insane.
0: I wish he could say the same for uh, a bigger singles title but I'm asking for yeah, too much. Some,
1: <laughs> people just have that, yeah, some people just have that role. And if you play your role well, like an R-Truth, you do your thing. When you get with, in a good tag match or situation or a great partner, then you run a mile with it and you get all the accolades and everything that comes with it and then you move on and then you play your role for a little bit and then you find another partner and then you're able to, to make it happen again. And, you know, Kofi's got two hats right now. He's a tag team hat. And then he's also Mr. Uh, Mister Royal Rumble. So, with, you know, depending on what, what – I can't wait to see what spot they're going to have this year for him to be able to come back into the ring. And then what spot Naomi's going to have this year for her to be able to come back into the ring. So it's going to be really interesting to see how these two are playing all that stuff up. But uh, I thought that was a, a good check, good segment. Match was okay. Uh, but what came after that was really hilarious and interesting with uh, the, Lana, the Lana, Rusev, Aiden English, or Aiden Day, <laughs> Lana Day, Rusev Day. Like, God dang, how many days is it? But um, I thought that was a, a really good promo for Aiden English, turning it on towards Lana and And everything just kind of played well. The vignettes really solved the issue of you don't have to worry about a long, drawn-out promo verbally that could put you to sleep where you had a nice little package together that kind of painted the picture of where Aiden was trying to go. And then Rusev just did the the great straight man job of just, you know, being Rusev. So I I thought it was overall a, a good one. And then we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. I'm going to ask you something about that. And then we had uh, a little bit more of an interesting kind of happening match with Naomi and Asuka and the Riot Squad and all that stuff. Another one I did just put out there, same thing with even Shinsuke and Ty Dillinger. Dillinger with, they even threw the Orton run-in, but even still it was kind of like a push to try to get to, you know, the ending, which – I'm going to jump into the next segment because the ending was my second markout of the week for the top rope. The first one was true TV. The second one was AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Joe hanging out, just putting the, the, the screws to AJ at his house. <laughs> yes. Like that was old school RKO. That was old school Brian Pillman. That was old-school Stone Cold. I mean, that was old-school Triple H did it. I mean, it's was like, man, but Samoa Joe, It's just something about that. I thought, you know, we may have to call the cops on this one because <laughs> Samoa Joe crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> indeed he <laughs> is.
1: If they would have done it to where Joe would have just walked in because he had already been there and then he came back out and AJ's wife was, like, tied to a chair or something, I would have lost my mind, because I was like, oh my God, I would have bit the apple on that one. You got me. Somebody's needs to call for help. Because <laughs> <the Lord> Samoa <laughs> Joe is crazy.
0: I love that show. The first thing that came to mind when he started talking about his family and telling them that he's not that good of a father, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, right before Eddie passed away.
1: Yep. Or, Rey Mysterio on CM Punk. Mmm. But- Ray was out in all that, you know, I was like, God, I can't wait to see, you know, uh, what was it? Dominic? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Dominic now. I wonder if he's taller than his dad and if he's wrestling or not, who knows? We have to, I'm going to have to look into that, but yeah, like that's a, that's a courageous kid that goes through that twice. <laughs> Who's your daddy, Dominic? <laughs> your dad's horrible, Dominic. God, man, just give Mr. Six One Nine a break. He's trying. <laughs> but yeah it's moment. joe did a, a hell of a good job um with, with that segment man i mean it was it was it got the message across that joe is going to kill you i'm sorry that that's just what it said to me at by the end of it joe's going to kill you and maybe you're your wife <laughs> the,
0: the nation of violence has returned because when he yes. was when he was the nation of violence he stalked you Mm -hmm. to get his point across. And it it genuinely made you scared because you never knew where he was going to be.
1: Yep. I would love for him to to make a phone call, get permission to say this, but at the end of uh, Monday or Tuesday or whatever day before uh, Super Showdown, that he he has another uh, video package that's produced for him to say, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. That would just be like the stamp at the end of it, you know that old school Taz right there. You're <clears> like, oh my God, AJ, you going? You losing this one, dude? Which I'm not gonna lie. We'll, we'll get into that uh, next week. We won't do picks this week, but we'll do uh, what we thought of what happened. But I, I would love for Samoa Joe to still beat AJ somehow. Uh, well, controversial.
0: Uh, wait, somehow. Wait, you mean beat him again? Wow. Well, Allegedly. Uh, uh, oh, my. See, I thought this was nah. going to be so we went right down the line. And I was like, okay, I, I'm with you. No, nah, right? Allegedly? Come on, now.
1: I'm I'm keeping kayfabe intact. You tapped keeping, out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was choking the heck out of AJ, too. It's like, man, I was ready to go ahead and tap for AJ. But, you know, that was my out moment for the top. What about you?
0: Well, I had uh, – I had it written down. I, I threw my dag on paper away. Uh, but one was um in the uh, the Dolph Ziggler Drew McIntyre match. I seen the Doomsday Device.
1: Hmm. Say it again. Oh
0: my! Anybody that knows wrestling knows the Doomsday Device is like one of the greatest moves a tag team can perform. Thank you, LOD. And I seen it I, I, like that right there. I'm still geeked up about it, but I seen it.
1: Take it from there. What about, in my opinion, the best blockbuster I have seen ever? And that it's over Buff Bagwell. When uh, Seth pulled the blockbuster off, I am like, oh, my God. that He just, it, it was so good. Perfect spot, perfect landing, perfect, gra- everything looked good in that match uh, from Seth Rollins. But that, that blockbuster was like, oh my God. You know, it's like watching um, a Jake the Snake Robbers DDT for the first time. He's like, he killed him. He <laughs> killed him. <laughs> Jake killed him. You know, that's how it was. Like, he broke his neck. So, yeah, that, that match had so, so many great spots in it, man. I was, I was happy with that. You
0: know well, what? I agree
1: with, with that markup.
0: I need to get your countdown of the most devastating finishes ever. We need to do a countdown on that coming up. We'll work that in. Because, I I, I mean, we got finishes galore, but I mean, geez, you got some that are just above the rest. I will
1: tell you, the DDT is in the top five.
0: I can agree with that.
1: That's without even scripting it, and I'll just throw another one in at a Crippler Crossface uh, within the top ten, if not the top five, depending on what else is looked at uh, at that time when I put it together, but Christian Wall looked like he was choking the crap out of you.
0: If the Lion Tamer, if the Lion not the walls of Jericho, see everybody gets the the walls of Jericho on I mean, the Lion Tamer mixed up. Two different moves. If the Lion yep, tamer, this
1: the man's tamer. tamer.
0: Yeah, if that's not in there. <laughs> Come on, said, man, I'm a Jericho say. Mark.
1: I'm a Jericho Mark. You know that's gotta be in there.
0: I I I seen him put that on the road dog. he, he double power bombed the road dog through a table and then put the lion tamer on him. And I fell in love with that move.
1: Once he, we get on that one knee, I'm mm. sorry, that's your back right there. Yep, that is your back. Ah,
0: and ask Ken Shamrock about that.
1: Oh God, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor crazy Ken Shamrock. <laughs> oh man, he can't come back ever now. You know, he's just he's lost his mind. But um, you know, speaking of losing minds, it's one on one time. Ooh. Me, you, promo, I went first last week, you go first this week, and come hard, and come correct.
0: I'm going to come hard, I'm going to come correct, but I got to take it back a little bit. I didn't do justice the first time we did it. So, I would like a redo with The Rock. It's because I all again, people. Yeah, yeah I have to, because I, I, I went back, I listened to it, I said, Boy, what did you do? You got all nervous and shaky. You didn't. This is what you practiced for. What are you doing? <laughs> I gotta redeem myself on that, and then I'll move on. Once I re- redeem myself. All right. What you? First of all, what you got?
1: Mine is going to be a, a tribute to somebody who did a heck of a good job on SmackDown this week, and that's the Miz.
0: Mm, the Miz. Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. See if I can get this one right. Finally, The Rock has come back to DC. Ms., you run your mouth about how you're such a great champion. What well, A Rock says, you can take your little championship reins put them in a nice little neat pile, shine them up real good, turn them some bitches sideways, stick them straight up your candy ass. One thing the Miz will never have is the charisma of the Rock, the attitude of the Rock, the fans of the Rock, because everybody knows without a shadow of a doubt that the millions and millions of Rock fans will stand on their feet as the Rock it's the one, two, three over you.
1: You know what? I know you know what this means. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Rock, when you smell, is not what somebody's cooking. You're smelling the A lister, you're smelling the best thing in Hollywood today, not Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, not Moana and Maui and anything else you want to be in some little Disney fantasy tale, you're smelling the A-lister, the must-see one in WWE, the host of Ms. TV, one of the stars of my own reality show, with my beautiful wife and my beautiful baby. And all three of us have more star power than you have rock. So while you're out there being a part-time superstar, I'm here every night, whipping on Daniel Bryan, doing everything I'm supposed to do to show that I'm making movies, plugging another Marine. I'm out here on a red carpet. I'm on MTV doing a challenge. I'm doing everything that I can do better than you. Why? Because, wait for it, smell this rock, because I'm the Miz and I'm awesome.
0: There you go. Mm. We're going have to have everybody vote on that because <laughs> I, I think, in my opinion, I felt comfortable. I felt that I brought it. I mean, I I threw a right hand, and you kind of ducked it and came up with the uppercut. But, hey, I'm still standing. That's all I can say.
1: That's okay, man. I smelled it. I smelled it this time. In comparison, you were right there in the kitchen. I'm telling you, you were in the kitchen. Sorry. Since we're in the kitchen, we might as well just go ahead and book what you're going to cook up for the scenario or the question that I have for you. And it is an old-fashioned segment. Of, of, of opportunity is what we'll call it your book it for now going towards mania what in the world would you do or how would you lay the foundation for shield and dean ambrose where would you take this story
0: whoo okay from now to mania all right with everything that happened monday you take dean ambrose you take him and, 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 you know, he looks dejected, lethargic. I mean, he looked like he was just had the weight of the world on his shoulders, but you got to play on it. Mm-hmm. Then uh you got six man tag coming up. But what you do is you have him turn on his brothers. Mm-hmm. It, you you, you Kind of sort of like when John Cena was battling the Nexus and had to actually join the Nexus and didn't really want to. Yep. So you have him do just that. And you have him align himself with several run- like He's not even going to be really truly a part with Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. Not going to really be a part. He's going to be more like a lackey. When they get in trouble, he's going to be the one to come in and save See? And then, you know, uh, uh, Seth winds up losing The Intercontinental Championship because of a run-in from Dean. We move to, uh, what we got a Survivor Series. And right at Survivor Series, everything looks like it's going to be, the Shield's going to wind up losing. And Dean shows his true colors, and it all winds up being a ruse. Yes,
1: I was hoping you would go there. I was hoping you would go there because that would be the awesome payoff.
0: And that that double cross and then we go in to the new year, still a big feud, but they don't know which way Dean's going to go. The shield knows, but everybody don't know because they that that. That loose cannon persona has to come back. Once that loose cannon persona comes back, you don't know which way he goes. And I felt that he was more fearful as a wrestler. And, I mean, when I say fearful, I mean he put more fear into other wrestlers when he was that loose cannon because you didn't know where he was going to go. The the lunatic fringe. Yep. When he was under that persona, you didn't know which way he was going to go. And it made him so unpredictable, but he was ready to brawl. You're going to get that back. And then next thing you know, you know, Roman and Braun Strowman and and, and, uh, 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 Brock are going to battle for the title. But slowly but surely. Dean going to slip his foot in that back door.
1: Come on, give it to me. I got the way. Please say it for me.
0: Say it. Somehow, someway, coming up to WrestleMania, you're going to get yourself a fatal four-way. And is Dean going to put pride aside, put brotherhood aside, and go for what he wants? Or is he going to go out there, be unpredictable, and take everybody out? Then come WrestleMania, you give me that four, fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Give me Dean Ambrose coming out with uh, (laughs) Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar brawling on the outside, him and Roman in the ring with a stare down, and he takes Roman out. Roman tries to go for the spear, misses. Quick chair shot over. Dean Ambrose is your champion. Mm.
1: I like it stamp that or as the segment's called book it. Book it. We were we were in one accord on that one. So I, I applaud you for for that. That that path of success for Dean Ambrose. That would be an amazing roller coaster ride to watch, especially the swerve uh, and the payoff at the end, you know, when Dean just turns on the turn. <laughs> like, oh my God, that would be so amazing. The fans wouldn't know what to do with themselves. But that would be the hotness. I can tell you that now. So awesome job booking that one.
0: And so now I'm sorry. I, I did not know the question that was coming. That was straight off the top of the head.
1: Yep. He just heard it right now. And speaking of right now, it's the hot seat. Same exact thing. I'm going to ask KG a question. And he doesn't know what it is. And we're going to see what his thoughts are and how he feels about it. And this one I think you'll have a little bit of fun with because I'm curious. And maybe you have the inside track. You may have went ahead you know, did some traveling a little bit. But we had that Aiden English, that Lana, big looming question, what the heck happened in Milwaukee? So what do you think?
0: <laughs> what happened in Milwaukee? Uh, looking at Aiden English, looking at Lana, and Lana, oh, my goodness. What Honor number one, what, what, what it was, what Steven Tyler say once before her legs go all the way up, make ass out of themselves. I swear, <laughs> I, I'm i not even gonna lie. I, I, I'm, I'm, I gotta hold on, wait. I love the way that woman looks ever since the first day that I've seen her. It's been something about me, about her, that attracted me to her and jeez. But what all happened right, to me, don't get in trouble over there. Hey, I, I, I it, now, it's like, what'd you say? It's already known. It's already known. Like, I mean, she knows how I feel about Nia Jax. Like, that's number one. Nia Jax is number one. Lana's number two, but Ember Moon's coming up and get ready to take that number two spot. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. But what happened in Milwaukee? Only thing I think that can happen in Milwaukee It's 2018, so I'm going to say it. Aiden English, he, he shot his shot, but it was rejected. I, 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 I don't, know don't I, what I would
1: like to have, but I don't think they can for obvious, obvious Cosby reasons. It is the throwback to the Triple H wedding <laughs> of Stephanie? <laughs> Lana is passed out, and then Aiden goes in for the kiss, but Lana sleeps, and she's like, oh, Rusev. And she doesn't know. That way, that's plausible deniability. But at the same time, you know, Aiden's going to show only the kissing part, but not the whole entire video, which will come out later. But who knows? They could still pull it off. But that would be a, a cheeky moment there in, uh recent Cosby-esque news. So it's like,
0: ah, You
1: have to play it right, but that would be
0: hilarious. Hey, that, that right there. And to be quite honest, I was actually thinking about going that way. But like you said, because of recent things, we, we can't we, we wouldn't be able to show that on TV in this PG-friendly uh, uh, era that we're in. But I, I, you know what? Go old school Val Venus.
1: Oh, God. Oh, Maybe. God. And Hello, Lana. <laughs>
0: you know what? If he ever grew his head back, Sean Morley came, came back and, and grew his head back as Val Venus and he just started running through and just taking every superstar's girlfriend and wife, I wouldn't even be mad at it.
1: You know who I would pair him with? I'd pair him with Zango. Come on now. <laughs> that would be just an incredible moment right there of gyration and, and uncomfortableness for every guy. Like, oh, my God, I don't know. I want to watch because this is hilarious, but at the same time, Put your
0: put your towel back on, man. What the hell's going on? You know what? I, I think that's a that was an underrated gimmick of the attitude era was Val Venus. Mm hmm. A very underrated. Uh, the, new,
1: the new uh Rick
0: Rude. The uh the, what was it called? The pornplex and the money shot. Uh-huh. No, the porn okay. the porn press and the money shot. Mhm. I I just felt he was really underrated for that attitude era, and then but when he went to write the censor I mean that that kind of messed everything up because him and the Godfather you know you got the hoes you got Val Venus who got the, the libido of an 18 year old boy I mean him and the Godfather worked well together you add Mark Henry in the mix I see uh, don't 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 mind me I'm just still stuck in the pace.
1: don't feel bad but I mean that was just a big um rub against uh, censorship and everything that was going on with with all the uh, issues that the WWE was having and they were at that era able to just go ahead and just make fun of them and it, it paid off well and pissed people off at the same time while they were just fighting those battles of censorship and stuff like that so it just made real light of it and it worked and it worked so well that it's like we well, can't sue us for it because the censorship board really exists
0: <laughs> so it's
1: you know, we're just playing off of that and you know, the powers that be are telling us to do X, Y, and Z and that's where you leave it. So I, I agree with you, man. Great times. And I think since we paid nine ninety nine a month, we can kinda have that type of content on a WWE network after a certain hour. That, I agree. That's that. just me. No. I know on demand is on demand and stuff, but there's a way to work it out to where you have to have a parental control access or uh, a separate login to a different section. And then you'd be able to access that type of live content after a certain hour on the WWE. It could be done. It's just, do you really want to go there and do you have enough of that programming? That would be substantial, but it could be done.
0: Hey, anything could be done, especially you got your own network. Yeah, you, you do whatever you want. So, and if I'm not mistaken, censors don't really mess with that network too much, do they? They can't sense anything because it's a on-demand as network, as, right?
1: As long as you put a disclaimer up, and they have it even with the, the Chris Benoit content where they say that they are airing characters and not focusing on the real-life people. And that's going back to the list about Hulk Hogan and all those types of things that I talked about on why, you know, he was number one. It's the character, not the person. So as long as they're showing it as characters being portrayed by people, then that disclaimer covers everything and you're good to go. So really the sky's the limit on whatever they would want to produce as long as the disclaimer is out there. Just like when you watch a movie and it comes up with the rating of R or whatever it may be, you know exactly what it is because it's covered by that or by a video game and the ESRB is covered. Um, T or M and stuff like that so like I said it could be done it's just how they package it and is the content viable enough to sustain and drive more people to the network so if you wanted a resurgence of attitude era type of content it could happen or if you brought back ECW for real with Heyman uh-huh. in charge then yes you could do that on the network if they chose that they wanted to do so it, and speaking it, of doing so I'm just going to put this out there so that way you have a week to prepare. Next Friday is a national holiday because the WWE Woo edition comes out. So yours truly will be going through the normal four-hour programming of the People's Choice Don Rodriguez into another video game. And next week – one on one will be for the first time ever. Thanks to the sideline junkies, the People of Choice Don Rodriguez will be promoing as himself in one on one. So, whoever you pick or yourself is who I will be going up against. So be prepared for that. I just wanted to throw that out there. Kevin didn't know what was happening, but if I'm gonna create a creative character. I'm gonna create an entrance. I'm gonna create a persona. I'm gonna create the lighting. Then might as well give you all a taste of exactly who has been created, instead of you just getting
0: the Twitter handle. Hey, I'm I'm a little nervous, but uh, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not even gonna run from it.
1: <laughs> you may you may still come out close to uh, being on top. I will be tired because not only will I be up late doing all that, but then we do have the Super Showdown at 5 a.m., so it's going to be a long day leading into uh, you discovering why the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is one of the best sports entertainers of all time.
0: Man, you probably could sell ice to a daggone Eskimo, man. Ice? Yes, what? you you oh, can man. sell ice to an Eskimo, peanuts to an elephant. The way you just sold yourself. You sell right hot here. water to an Eskimo and tell them to just go ahead and pour it <laughs> on the igloo. The way you just right, do don't it. worry,
1: it'll freeze eventually.
0: <laughs> man, ah, uh, see, I keep I say this every week. WWE Creative, I tag them in every Twitter post for this show.
1: Yes, i see. seen. You be getting me in trouble. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be that one time I'm gonna get in trouble. And it's going to be a, at Stephanie McMahon. What did you say? Or oh, at Triple like, God dang it. Nah. All right.
0: It ain't going to be no trouble. It's going to be, hey, can you come to Stanford? We want to talk to you. We want to hear your ideas. And the next no, thing you problem. know. Well, the Don couldn't be here today because he on special assignment.
1: Oh, no. Trust me. Travel. I wouldn't leave you like that. I'll, I'll be right there talking from the inside track. But <laughs> let me tell you about this. Walking by and saw this beat down that Becky Lynch was putting down. It's like, man, that looked pretty good. I'm going to talk about
0: that, Becky. Man, man, man. Hey, I, you know what? I wouldn't be mad at it. It wouldn't be leaving. It's Hey, right now, at this present moment, he can't do it. He'll be back with us tomorrow.
1: Yeah. He'll change the mad name mad. of this to uh, left, left, right, left, right. So Xavier Wood says up, up, down, down. We have left, right, left, right. And then eventually we have uh, the Konami code uh, completed at that point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, baby. Well, that's it for us. I mean, we're going to get on out of here. Sideline chunks will be back tomorrow morning with the pregame show for one and four o'clock games.
1: Foosball time.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's going to be one of those type of weeks. But, hey. I'm, I'm down for it. My skin's off, so I'm not, not too mad about it. So, with that being said, uh, of course, you can always hear us right here on our home, Anchor FM, CastBox, Breaker, Google Play Music, Radio Public, iTunes, oh, man. Uh, 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 what did I say? Radio Public, Jeez, I got to pull everything out. we got so, we on so many platforms. All right, let's start over. Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google I, uh, Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, PocketCast, Spotify, and Podchasing. don't forget Anchor FM. And Titus Worldwide. <laughs> we're going to get him to represent us. That's what we're going to
1: do. <laughs> That's when you know you have too many uh, outlets, when you're Worldwide.
0: <laughs> you want to get at the Don? Don Rodriguez on Twitter. No you, please. No you. No
1: you. No you. It's only me. No you. Mm -hmm. Only me. That was intentional. No you. (laughs) Only me.
0: You want to get the rest of the Sideline Junkies? Uh, We got Sideline Junkies on Twitter. Sideline Junkies on I'm sorry, Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook. Sideline junkies four seven at gmail.com, Sideline Junkies on Instagram. And coming soon, sidelinejunkies.com, where every bit of the show, the breakdowns, even a few articles, of a few things, you'll be able to find on there. With a heavy dose of the Don. So you know, that's 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 gonna be there. Pipe bombs all day. So with that being said, thank you again for another wonderful show. I can't wait till next week. And I'm gonna build off of this many successes, small victories in life. I'm gonna build off of this and move on, and and try to take you down next week. I'm gonna try to take the Don down in one on one.
1: That's right. You're going against me this time. Come correct, come ready. But when you show up, be steady.
0: (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for putting putting up with the technical difficulties of the show today. But hey. We push through it. That's right. So with that being said, good night, everyone. Don, I will be talking to you soon because I got a lot of questions. (laughs) I
1: got some answers.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know you do. That's why I got the questions. (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a good night.
1: Thank you, guys.